Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. I wonder, have you ever looked at something or someone and made a judgment about it or about them? I remember the year was 2008 and I had the opportunity to go on my first ever missions trip to India. And as part of this uh, trip, we're having a whole heap of new experiences. We're eating uh, new foods and it's kind of blowing uh, my mind. And I remember being a a few days into this trip, sitting at uh, a children's home, getting ready for lunch, when we noticed a certain dish that was on our table. Now, everything was a new experience, and there was these green balls, I'll describe them, sitting on the right, kind of looking like mould that had been stuck together. And it caught my attention, so I decided I would ask the question, because I'd never seen something like this before. So I asked the pastor, said, oh, pastor, what is that dish over there? He says, oh, brother, that's chicken. And I'm thinking to myself, like I'm travelled, but I have never seen chicken like that as green balls. So I decided, you know what? Based on what I'm seeing, it's going to be a miss. Like it's going to be a pass from me. I'm not going to engage with this. Now, there was a reason why uh, I was going to give this one a miss. I'd been given some, ad- some advice before I went on this trip uh, from a friend of mine who had done a trip six months before. And he said this, Dubsy, when you start going to rural and remote places, you're going to see some things that you've never seen before. And they're always going to tell you that it's chicken. <laughs> but he goes, you could be eating anything else. Whatever meat they could get on, dog, rat, whatever it is, whatever the local delicacy is, that is your gift. So that's going around in the back of my mind, going, this is the moment I could eat a complete different animal that I have no idea about. So I said, no, this is a miss from me. So we start handing out the food, gets to the the green balls. I immediately pass that on. But one of the uh, people on our team, we had 13 on our team, was a 16-year-old girl. Uh, and I'm going to refer to her as a 16-year-old punk for the rest of this story, decided to uh, kind of pop up and say, hey, Dubsy, why'd you miss the green balls? I, I dare you to eat it. Now, the whole trip, there's dares going around, you know, in a different environment, different culture, being adventurous. But you know what? No adventure for me this time. I said, no, thanks. I'm okay. A few other people notice uh, that I'm definitely not engaging with the green chicken. And then the 16-year-old pops up again. Like, there's only two teenagers on this trip. The 16-year-old punk pops up again and says, hey, Dubsy, what are you, chicken? And I said, that's offensive to those green balls right now. How would you feel if you were called out like that? But they keep putting the pressure on and eventually said, fine, I will try one, just one of these green balls. So puts it on my plate and start looking at it. I'm looking at everyone else. No one else has eaten theirs. So all the phones are out filming to see the reaction. Don't we have a great way of processing and supporting each other? And I grab these these green balls and I start touching them and they're really soft. I start pushing in, oil starts coming out. It's like moist. Matter of fact, I just use the word moist. You're all like, ugh, yuck. 
It's moist. It's oil kind of like going everywhere. I'm smelling it. And I'm like, that, I, don't, I don't know what that is, but that's definitely not what I've been told. I said, all right, let's go. Open up my Pepsi for an emergency standby beverage. Open my mouth and I throw it in and I start chewing and I start chewing as fast as I can and I swallow that moist green ball. And I breathe out. Everyone finds out. They're like, what is it? I said, it's It's chicken. Oh, they're like, that's awesome. They all pick it up. They put it in and I'm sitting back in my chair and I am so relieved. But it made me think, how easy is it for us to look at something and to make a judgment about it? And you know what? This is not just contained to food or when we travel the world, but actually overflows into multiple areas of our life. Think about books for a moment. We look at a cover of a book and based on what that looks like, we make a judgment if that book is worth our time to read. We haven't even engaged in the content, haven't even looked at the blurb. We just look at the cover and we make a judgment about it. Matter of fact, we go to to say the movies and things like that and as we're waiting for the movie that we've paid for, you get the previews and you get to see what's coming out uh, down the line and in those little preview snippets for maybe a few minutes, we then make a judgment if it's worth going to see that movie. In fact, the fact is the list goes on where we can look at people, circumstances, topics, stances, agendas and based on what we see, we can make a judgment about that topic or about that person. And the fact is making a judgment is actually really easy to do. And sometimes we make a judgment without even really talking to someone, talking about talking to another person or even thinking or engaging more deeply with a particular thing. We just make a judgment based on what we observe. And when we do make judgments based on what we see, it's easy for us to flow into another space where we label and categorise people depending on what they stand for and what they represent. And sometimes judgments go further than just an observation or opinions that we keep to ourselves. Sometimes we actually take it a step further and we project our opinion. We project our observation around that stance, that agenda, that thing that someone is standing for. And sometimes when we project our opinion, there's some, you know, pathways that that conversation can go to. And one of those pathways is fractured relationships, where uh, the person who's receiving your opinion or receiving your position or your feedback will kind of reflect on what you've said and depending on how you approach it, will decide if they want to engage further with you or not. Matter of fact, sometimes depending on our approach, it can actually lead us to a place where we struggle to reconcile our differences, our difference of opinion. So it leads me to this question today. How can we be people who navigate difference of opinion but not land in a place of judgment. And today in the time I have with you, we're gonna be continuing this series, Restored Living. And we're gonna be continuing sitting in the book of Romans. And I'd love for you to turn to Romans 14, because that's the text that we're gonna be sitting in today. We're gonna be reading from the message translation, if you've got a digital Bible with you 
today. And we're going to look at a community that is experiencing a significant challenge. There's a difference of opinion. Matter of fact, you could even say there is a disagreement between this community at the time. And this disagreement has the potential to pull the community apart instead of actually bringing them together. These two communities is the Jewish community and the Gentile community based in Rome. And the key disagreement is around food. It's around food rules, around what you should and shouldn't eat, but also around holy days such as Sabbath. And this disagreement that they're having isn't easy for them to navigate their way past because they both come with different upbringings. They both come with different teaching and stances that have influenced what they believe up to this point. And in Romans 14, Paul writes a letter to address the issues that the community is wrestling its way through. But the fact is, if this issue remains unaddressed, there's actually bigger implications and divisions that are at play. So that's when we join the letter. So let's check out what Paul writes to them in Romans 14, verses 1 to 9. We're going to be in the message translation. Here's what it says. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with, even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. Verse 2. For for instance, a person who has been around for a while might be well convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume that he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell into criticising what the other ate and didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that without your help. Verse 5. Or say one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way. So each person is free to follow the convictions of their conscience. Verse six, what's important in all of this is that you keep, what's important in all of this is if you keep a holy day, keep it for God's sake. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of God and thank Him for prime rib, amen. If if a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of God and thank God for broccoli. None of us are permitted to assist on our own way in these matters. It's God we are answerable to all the way from life to death and everything in between and not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and then lived again so that He could be our master across the entire range of life and death and free us from, pretty, from petty tyrannies of each other. So from this text, uh, I want to explore uh, three things around, well, how do we navigate difference of opinion? How do we navigate when there is disagreement, and how can we not land in a place of judgment? Now, we might not be experiencing the same disagreement as this community in Rome. You know, where they're having a significant disagreement about what you can and cannot eat. However, you might be in the room and have a position on meat or vegetables in this room today, and you are allowed to have that position. But that's not the disagreement we're gonna kind of go into today, even though I'm on team meat. 
But we might have different disagreements that we're trying to navigate personally, relationally, maybe in our workplaces, maybe in other environments right now. There's a disagreement. There's a difference of opinion that could actually be leading to division. And when it comes to experiencing disagreement or a difference of opinion, it's not about, you know, if it will ever happen in our lifetime, but it's more a matter of when we will experience a difference of opinion or disagreement. And it's not like a bucket list item where you tick it off and go, great, I've done it once, I've had my disagreement, move on with my life. The fact is those things will keep popping up from time to time. So how do we navigate this space? And what do we learn from this Community. I think the first thing that we learn is this, when it comes to navigating a difference of opinion and disagreement is this, is that we need to start with a posture of openness, a posture of openness to another point of view. You know, when it comes to uh, any topic, any uh, stance we have, sometimes it's easy to believe that we are right and the other person is wrong. And when we take the position we are right and why the other person is wrong, we can take that because we can back it up. We can back it up with our knowledge. We can back it up with our experiences. We can back it up with our upbringing. Yet if our posture is we are right and they are wrong, you know what? Sometimes then we're closed off. We're closed off to any other insights, perspectives or experiences that could shape and inform our worldview. And as a result of being closed off, we start shutting down and shutting out relationships. And when we are closed off, we are not open. We are not willing to receive what the other person might have to bring. And when our posture is closed off, it's hard for anyone to move closer to another. And for the church in Rome, let's look at this context. Lines have been drawn between these two communities, the Jewish community and the Gentile community. Lines have been drawn. Stances have been made. Closed off to how life should be different, pointing out why the other is wrong. But Paul starts his letter by saying this, Romans 14.1, Welcome with open arms fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. You know, what a countercultural position that Paul is presenting to us today. A different position to someone that has a difference of opinion. Paul calls this community and calls us to a, a posture of openness, especially to those that are different from us. Yet I wonder if we would be able to take on that similar position to someone that holds a different stance or perspective to us. Would we be open to the person? Would we be open to what they have to say or share to us? Or would we be closed up and say, you know what? I'm set in my ways. Yeah, when it comes to navigating a difference of opinion or disagreement, you know what? There are so many topics and issues that we could all land on a different position. Matter of fact, you might be already disagreeing with how this preach is going and you can't wait to get in your car on the way home and justify your disagreement. But you know what, we can have disagreements about anything and everything. We have disagreements about the environment. We can have disagreements about Scripture. We can have disagreements about food. We can have disagreements about anything and everything. The question is, are we open to listen? Are we open to hear and consider another perspective? Now, little time out. 
This doesn't necessarily mean if you engage in a conversation with someone that has a different stance or position or agenda to you that you take on everything that they say and what they believe because you need to put things through like a biblical framework and you need to ask yourself, is the position that this person's taking, does it align with God's Word? Does it align with God's character? Does it align with His nature? And if it aligns with that, maybe it's worth considering maybe moving towards asking more questions. But if it doesn't align with God's Word, His, His Scripture, His nature, then it's worth reconsidering. Why would I embrace? Why would I take on this position? You need to ask yourself, is this coming from a gospel of society or is it coming from the gospel of Scripture? You need to put it through a biblical framework when considering different positions. Because when it comes to the Kingdom of God, there are some things that are non-negotiables. Like Jesus is the only way to God. He's not one of the ways. He's not one of the options. He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. However, Paul calls us actually to be open, to be welcoming of the other person, which doesn't mean we welcome every idea. There's a difference. But if you're closed off to someone or something, it's hard to see what could bring you together instead of what would tear you apart. So let me ask, how do you navigate a difference of opinion? How do you navigate disagreement? Do you lead out with openness around what could be? Or are you closed off going, there are no other options in this conversation? Secondly, we need to be mindful of our approach. You know, when someone has a different stance, when someone has a different perspective to us, we could easily respond in a variety of ways. We could come in initially hot. We're going, we're going in on the attack. We're going aggressive. We're going for the win. Or we could be the opposite. We can be defensive. We can shut down. We can be defensive. We can retreat and avoid altogether or we're somewhere in that spectrum. And depending on how we approach a difference of opinion with others will influence the outcome and direction a conversation might go with another person. And in this community, Paul instructs them to, to a certain approach. Romans 14.1 says this, Don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Here's what I know. When we jump all over people that have a different opinion to us, it's more than likely going to have the opposite effect than what we are desiring. They are probably less likely to embrace what we say, less likely to embrace what we stand for, and most likely this could lead, could lead to division and them shutting out anything more that you say. You know, I remember uh, Alan Meyer saying uh, this particular phrase, who's the founder of Careforce Life Keys. He said this, what good is it to win an argument, but to lose a heart? Now, in the initial context of him saying this was in the context of evangelism, but I actually think it pushes out into multiple areas of life, especially when we're engaging with people who have a different opinion to us. What good is it to win an argument, but to lose a heart? You know what, we can, we can smash someone in an argument. Like we can smash someone in a debate. We can debate them to the ground and we can take the win. We'll be like, give me the medal, give me the trophy and we come out on top. But then that person wants nothing to do with you. Matter of fact, they might vigorously oppose and reject your position because of your approach, because of how you went about something. You went for the win instead of going for the heart. 
So we need to be aware of our approach and ask ourselves, as we're navigating this difference, as we're navigating this disagreement, is it facilitating us moving closer together or further away? Will it grow the relationship or will it harm the relationship? Now, this doesn't mean that we, we don't have conflict and not all conflict is actually bad. Some conflict actually helps us move closer together. But is our approach growing the relationship or harming the relationship? And in our approach, we need to be aware of our tone. We need to be aware of our body language. We need to be aware of the words that we say and we don't say. Yet I wonder how do you approach conversations with people that have a different opinion to you, that have a different position? Do you go in hot, go for the win? Or do you come in timid and slow and then retract quickly as soon as the pressure starts coming? Do you become defensive? Or do you just like retreat and run for the hills because you don't want to face any form of conflict. The third thing is this, to zoom out and to see the bigger picture, to see what else is happening, to see what else is at stake. You know what? Sometimes that's easier said than done, especially when we're navigating a difference of opinion or disagreement. Sometimes the only thing that we can see is our perspective and nothing else. And when that happens, we box our point of view. You know, when you come back into the text of Romans 14, Paul invites them not just to stay zoomed in, don't just stay zoomed in on this individual um, issue that is um, causing disagreement, but actually invites them to zoom out, to see the bigger picture, to see what else is going on. You go into verse 2, verse 4 and verse 5, Paul outlines two different situations where they can get caught up in the details and miss the bigger picture. But then you come over into verse 6 and he zooms out and he shows them what can unite them and not divide them. He's zooming out to remind them of what's important, what's their job and what's not their job. He zooms out to remind them firstly that it's not our job to judge verse 10 to verse 12. He zooms out to remind them that we shouldn't get in the way of other people growing in God. He zooms out to remind them that we shouldn't be causing other people to stumble. He zooms out to show them that Jesus is the way, that we should choose His way over judgment and we should pursue peace in verse 19. He zooms out to show them more. He doesn't just stay zoomed in, stuck on one disagreement about food, and about holy days, he zooms out to see the bigger picture. And maybe today we need to do the same. Maybe right now we're navigating maybe a difference of opinion, a disagreement, but everything is just zoomed in and we can't see anything else. We are locked in on this particular thing and nothing else. But maybe the invitation today is to zoom out to see the bigger picture, to see what could unite us and not divide us. What could actually pull us together instead of what could pull us apart. Because here's the danger. If you wanna stay zoomed in, here's the danger, is that you can get stuck. Relationally, you can build resentment and bitterness towards another person. Potentially even experience relational fallout. Cut, the relationship is done. So I wonder, 
What is the Lord inviting you into today? Is He inviting you to zoom out, to see the bigger picture, to see what actually unites us and doesn't divide us? Yet if there's only one thing you remember out of today when it comes to navigating difference of opinion, I want you to remember this one thing, that unresolved disagreement leads to judgment and division. And the fact is there's an, there's an outcome when we can't and we don't resolve our differences. There's an outcome and that outcome can be division. And division doesn't need to be the destination that we experience in our relationships or even in our workplaces, in our marriages, even in our faith community. That doesn't have to be our destination when we navigate differences and disagreement. Matter of fact, for the church in Rome, there was actually so much up for grabs when they learnt to respect, key point, learnt to respect each other's differences to focus on what brought them together instead of what pulled them apart. How about we pray together? How about we stand together as we pray?